section two of the romance of modern mechanism this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the romance of modern mechanism by archibald williams chapter two calculating machines the simplest form of calculating machine was the abacus on which the schoolboys of ancient greece did their sums it consisted of a smooth board with a narrow rim on which were arranged rows of pebbles bits of bone or ivory or silver coins by replacing these little counters by sand strewn evenly all over its surface the abacus was transformed into a slate for writing or geometrical lessons the romans took the abacus along with many other spoils of conquest from the greeks and improved it dividing it by means of cross lines and assigning a multiple value to each line with regard to its neighbours from their method of using the calculi or pebbles we derive our english verb to calculate during the middle ages the abacus still flourished and it has left a further mark on our language by giving its name to the court of exchequer in which was a table divided into chequered squares like this simple school appliance step by step further improvements were made most important among them being those of napier of merchiston whose logarithms vex the heads of our youth and save many an hour's calculation to people who understand how to handle them sir samuel morland gunter and lamb invented other contrivances suitable for trigonometrical problems gersten and pascal harnessed trains of wheels to their ready reckoners somewhat similar to the well-known cyclometer all these devices faded into insignificance when mr charles babbage came on the scene with his famous calculator which is probably the most ingenious piece of mechanism ever devised by the human brain to describe the difference engine as it is called would be impossible so complicated is its character dr lardner who had a wonderful command of language and could explain details in a manner so lucid that his words could almost always be understood in the absence of diagrams occupied twenty-five pages of the edinburgh review in the endeavour to describe its working but gave several features up as a bad job another clever writer dr samuel smiles frankly shuns the task and satisfies himself with the following brief description some parts of the apparatus and modes of action are indeed extraordinary and perhaps none more so than that for ensuring accuracy in the calculated results the machine actually correcting itself 
and rubbing itself back into accuracy by the friction of the adjacent machinery when an error is made the wheels become locked and refuse to proceed thus the machine must go rightly or not at all an arrangement as nearly resembling volition as anything that brass and steel are likely to accomplish mr babbage in eighteen twenty two entered upon the task of superintending the construction of a machine for calculating and printing mathematical and astronomical tables he began by building a model which produced forty-four figures per minute the next year the royal society reported upon the invention which appeared so promising that the lords of the treasury voted mr babbage one thousand five hundred pounds to help him perfect his apparatus he looked about for a first-rate mechanician of high intelligence as well as of extreme manual skill the man he wanted appeared in mr joseph clement who had already made his name as the inventor of a drawing instrument a self-acting lathe a self-centering chuck and fluted taps and dies mr clement soon produced special tools for shaping the various parts of the machine so elaborate was the latter that according to dr smiles the drawings for the calculating machinery alone not to mention the printing machinery which was almost equally elaborate covered not less than four hundred square feet of surface you will easily imagine especially if you have ever had a special piece of apparatus made for you by a mechanic that the bills mounted up at an alarming rate so fast indeed that the government began to ask why this great expense and so little visible result after seven years work the engineer's account had reached seven thousand two hundred pounds and mr babbage had disbursed an additional seven thousand pounds out of his own pocket mr clement quarrelled with his employer possibly because he harboured suspicions that they were both off on a wild goose chase and withdrew taking all his valuable tools with him the government soon followed his example and poor babbage was left with his half-finished invention a beautiful fragment of a great work it had been designed to calculate as far as twenty figures but was completed only sufficiently to go to five figures in eighteen sixty two it occupied a prominent place among the mechanical exhibits at the great exhibition we learn with some satisfaction that all this effort was not fated to be fruitless two scientists of stockholm schuitz by name were so impressed by dr lardner's account of this calculating machine that they carried babbage's scheme through and after twenty years of hard work completed a machine which seemed to be almost capable of thinking the english government spent one thousand two hundred pounds on a copy 
which at somerset house entered upon the routine duty of working out annuity and other tables for the registrar-general from babbage's wonderfully and fearfully made machine we pass to a calculator which to-day may be seen at work in hundreds of thousands of shops and offices it is the most modern substitute for the open till and by the aid of marvellous interior works acts as an account-keeper and general detective to the money transactions of the establishment in which it is employed there are very many types of cash register and as it would be impossible to enumerate them all we will pass at once to the most perfect type of all known to the makers and vendors as number ninety five the register has at the top an oblong window dotted about the surface confronting the operator are in the particular machine under notice fifty seven keys six bearing the letters a b d e h k three the words paid out charge received on account and the others money values ranging from nine pounds to a farthing which is a quarter of a penny these are arranged in vertical rows at the left end of the instrument is a printing apparatus kept locked by the proprietor at the right end a handle and small lever below the register are six drawers each labelled with an initial a customer enters the shop and buys goods to the value of six shillings and elevenpence an assistant to whom belongs the letter h receives a sovereign in payment he goes to the register and after making sure that his drawer is pushed in till it is locked first presses down the key h and then the keys labelled six shillings and elevenpence suddenly like two jacks in the box up fly into the window two tablets with six shillings and elevenpence on both their faces so that the customer and assistant can see the figures simultaneously a bell of a certain tone rings drawer h flies open so that he may place the money in it and give change if necessary and a rotating arm in the window shows the word cash the assistant now revolves the handle and presses the little lever from a slot on the left side out flies a ticket on the front of which is printed the date a consecutive number the assistant's letter and the amount of the sale the back has also been covered with an advertisement of some kind the ticket and change are handed over to the customer the drawer is shut and the transaction is at an end except for an entry in the shop's books of the article sold a carrier next comes in with a parcel on which fivepence must be paid for transport mr a receives the goods goes to the register presses his letter 
the key with the words paid out on it and the key carrying fivepence takes out the amount wanted and gives it to the carrier again a gentleman enters and asks for change for half a sovereign mr b obliges him pressing down his letter but no figures fourthly a debtor to the shop pays five shillings to meet an account that has been against him for some time mr k receives the money and plays with the keys k received on account and five shillings giving a ticket receipt lastly a customer buys a pair of boots on credit mr d attends to him and though no cash is handled uses the register pressing the letter charge and say sixteen shillings and sixpence now what has been going on inside the machine all this time let us lift up the cover take off the case of the printing apparatus and see a strip of paper fed through the printing mechanism has on it five rows of figures letters etc thus a space the letter h six shillings and eleven pence paid the letter a no shillings and five pence a space the letter b no shillings and no pence received the letter k five shillings and no pence charge the letter d sixteen shillings and sixpence the proprietor is therefore enabled to see at a glance one who served or attended to a customer two what kind of business he did with him three the monetary value of the transaction at the end of the day each assistant sends in his separate account which should tally exactly with the record of the machine simultaneously with the strip printing special counting apparatus has been a adding up the total of all money taken for goods and b recording the number of times the drawer has been opened for each purpose here again is a check upon the records this ingenious machine not only protects the proprietor against carelessness or dishonesty on the part of his employees but also protects the latter against one another if only one drawer and letter were used in common it would be impossible to trace an error to the guilty party the lettering system also serves to show which assistant does the most business where a cash register of this type is employed every transaction must pass through its hands or rather mechanism it would be risky for an assistant not to use the machine as eyes may be watching him he cannot open his drawers without making a record nor can he make a record without first closing the drawers so that he must give a reason for each use of the register if he used somebody else's letter the ear of the rightful owner would at once be attracted by the note of his particular gong 
when going away for lunch or on business a letter can be locked by means of a special key which fits none of the other five locks the printing mechanism is particularly ingenious every morning the date is set by means of index screws and a consecutive numbering train is put back to zero a third division accommodates a circular electro block for printing the advertisements and a fourth division the figure wheels the turn given to the handle passes a length of the ticket strip through a slot prints the date the number of the ticket an advertisement on the back the assistance letter the nature of the business done and feeds the paper onto the figures which give the finishing touch a knife cuts off the ticket and a special lever shoots it out of the slot the national cash register company for prudential reasons do not wish the details of the internal machinery to be described nor would it be an easy task even were the permission granted so we must imagine the extreme intricacy of the levers and wheels which perform all the tasks enumerated and turn aside to consider the origin and manufacture of the register which are both of interest the origin of the cash register is rather nebulous because twenty-five years ago several men were working on the same idea it first appeared as a practical machine in the offices of john and james ritty who owned stores and coal mines at dayton ohio james ritty helped and largely paid for the first experiments he needed a mechanical cashier for his own business and says that while on an ocean steamer en route to london the revolving machinery gave him the suggestion worked out on his return to dayton in the first dial machine this gave way to the key machine with its display tablet or indicator held up by a supporting bar moved back by knuckles on the vertical tablet rod the cut figure one shows the right side of this key register the action of which is thus described by the national cash register company the key a when pressed with the finger at its ordinary position marked one went down to the point marked two being a lever and pivoted to its centre pressing down a key elevated its extreme point b this pushed up the tablet rod c having on its upper part the knuckle d this knuckle d pushed up took the position at e that is the knuckle pushed back the supporting bar f and was pushed past it and held above it if the same operation were performed on another key the knuckle on its vertical rod going up would again push the supporting bar back which would release the first knuckled rod and leave the last one in its place this knuckled rod had on its upper end the display tablet or indicator g 
james and john ritty claimed and proved that they invented this but the attorney for the dayton company formed by them in the supreme court was compelled to admit that this mechanism was old yet if machines built like this were exhibited elsewhere they were at most only experimental models and none of them had ever gone into practical or commercial use in fact at this time nothing had been really contributed which was useful to the public or used by the public the trouble was that the knuckles being necessarily oiled held dust and dirt which interfered with their free movement and again a five cent or ten cent key would be used more than the others and hence would become more worn as a practical result the tablets did not drop when wanted and the whole operation was thrown into confusion when one tablet went up the other tablet stayed up leaving a false indication the most valuable modification now made by these dayton inventors was to cease to rely on the knuckle to move back the supporting bar and to supply the place of this function by what became known as connecting mechanism especially designed for this purpose this was placed at the other or say the left side of the machine as you faced it cut number two shows this new connecting mechanism the keys when pressed perform the functions as before on the right side of the machine that is to say to ring an alarm bell etc but on the other or left side the key when pressed operated the connecting mechanism marked m n o p and q the key pressed down by its leverage pushed back a little lever q the further end of which pressed back the supporting bar f and released the previously exposed indicator g without relying on the knuckle to perform this function the supreme court of the united states said that the suggestion or idea to correct the old trouble and to accomplish this by dividing the force used and applying a portion of it to the new connecting mechanism on the left side of the machine was fine invention and that the results are so important and the ingenuity displayed to bring them about is such that we are not disposed to deny the patentees the merit of invention the combination described in the first claim was clearly new to revert for a moment to the origin of the invention mr john ritty gives an account differing from that of his brother but the two can probably be reconciled by supposing that the first ideas occurred simultaneously and were worked out in common late one summer night before dispersing home a group of men were in his store one of them said to the proprietor if you had a machine there to register the cash received you would get more of it and to the statement 
both owner and his clerks assented this raised a laugh but ritty who in spite of a large business which ranged over everything from a needle to a haystack did not make much profit by his sales took the suggestion seriously and put on his thinking cap with the result that the first machine was patented and profits became very greatly increased before his machine had been perfected a rival was in the field mr thomas carney a man who had seen much life as a lumber merchant captain during the civil war explorer and railroad promoter settled down in eighteen eighty four at chicago to the manufacture of coin changers when in various businesses he says we used gold and silver only and it seemed to be a sheer necessity to have something of a money changer to assist us in handling it and making change the custom then was to throw the different coins into a special receptacle marked for each i invented and in my own shop built this coin changer the keys of which when touched would through the tube drop the coin into the hand as wanted at chicago we made five or six hundred of these coin changers but by mistake placed the price too low and after some conference i became assured that there was not enough money in it a rich chicago manufacturer had become familiar with the urgent need of a cash register and the losses which followed in business without one the national at dayton had then been invented but had not then been perfected as it has been since parties at chicago agreed to put up the money if i would invent what would answer the purpose of a cash register and make a marketable machine i went home and gave the matter some hard thinking and talking with my son about the matter one night i looked up at the clock and said why harry there is the right thing sixty minutes make an hour one hundred cents make a dollar all i have got to do is to change the wheels a little put some keys into it and there will be a thing which will register cents dimes and dollars just as that clock will register time in minutes and hours in clocks the minute wheel when it has revolved to its sixty point throws its added result of sixty minutes over onto another wheel which takes up the story with one hour in place of the old sixty minutes the first wheel then begins again and goes its round a second complete revolution of the minute wheel throws another sixty minutes on to the hour and gives one more hour registered making two hours and so on i took some wheels and with pasteboard made hands and a machine it was very rough but i took it to my friends and explained it to them we went on but encountering difficulties and obstacles we merged our whole enterprise in the national i followed it and have since invented 
worked and helped along in the national cash register service i developed the number thirty five machine which the company began on and uses yet it is now in use in every civilized country for it can be made to register english money and any decimal currency in eighteen eighty three dayton contained five families the following year colonel robert patterson bought a large property in the neighbourhood and helped to develop a small town which has since grown into a thriving manufacturing centre his two sons john h patterson and frank j patterson bought out all the original proprietors of the national cash register greatly improved the machine's mechanism and built the huge factory which employs about four thousand men women and girls and is one of the best equipped establishments in the world to promote both an economical output and the comfort of the employees the company's buildings at dayton cover eight hundred and ninety two thousand one hundred and forty four square feet of floor space and utilize one hundred and forty acres of ground in convenience and attractiveness and for light heat and ventilation and all sanitary things these structures are designed to be models of any used for factory purposes a machine is made and sold every two and a half minutes in the dayton berlin and toronto factories collectively according to its destination it records dollars shillings marks cronen corona francs krona guildens pesetas pesos milrace rupees or roubles registers are also made to meet the needs of the celestials and the japanese so necessary is it for these machines to be ever improving that the company with a wisdom that prevails more largely perhaps in the united states than elsewhere offer substantial rewards to the employee who records in a book kept specially for the purpose any suggestion which the committee after due examination consider likely to improve some detail of mechanism or manufacture five departments are entirely devoted to experiments carried out by a corps of inventors working with a special body of skilled mechanics new patents accrue so fast as a result of this organized research that the national company now owns five hundred and thirty seven letters patent in the united states and three hundred and ninety four in foreign countries many ideas come from outside if they appear profitable they are bought and turned over to the patents department which hands them on to the experimenters these build an experimental model which differs in many respects from the types hitherto manufactured a cash register must be above all things strong so that it can bear a heavy blow without getting out of order and must retain its accuracy under all conditions the model finished it goes before the inspectors 
who thump it hammer it almost turn it inside out and send it back to the factory committee with reports on any defects that may have come to light if the inspectors can only knock the machine out of time they consider that they have done their duty for they argue that if weaknesses thus developed are put right no purchaser will ever be able to dislocate the machinery if he stops short of an actual brutal assault with violence next comes the building of the commercial type which will be sold by the thousand the machine goes down to the toolmakers a select board of seventy-five members who list all the parts and say how many drill jigs mills fixtures gauges etc are necessary to make every part then they draw out an approximate estimate of the cost of producing the tools and after they have listed the parts they turn them over to the various departments such as the drafting room blacksmith's shop pattern shop foundry etc after which the various parts are machined up then the toolmaker assembles together the various tools and makes a number of the parts that each tool is designed for so that when all the tools have done their preliminary work the makers possess about fifty machines in bits these are assembled to prove whether the tools do their business efficiently if any part shows an inclination to jam or otherwise misbehave itself the tool responsible is altered till its products are satisfactory then and only then a period of perhaps two years may have elapsed since the model was first put in hand the company begins to entertain a prospect of getting back some of the money any sum up to fifty thousand pounds spent in preparations but they know that if people will only buy they won't have much fault to find with their purchase preparations bring success is the motto of the ncr so the company spares no money and is content to have twenty-five thousand pounds locked up in its automatic screw-making machines alone human as well as inanimate machinery is well tended under the roof of the ncr the committee believe that a healthy comfortable employee means good and therefore profitable work and that to work well employees must eat and play well they therefore provide their boys with gardens ten feet wide by one hundred and seventy feet in length and pay an experienced gardener to direct their efforts to encourage a start bulbs seeds slips etc are supplied free while prizes of considerable value help to stimulate competition one day ten years or more ago mr patterson saw a factory girl trying to warm her tin bucket of cold coffee at the steam heater in the workshop he is a humane man and acting on the unintentional hint 
he built a lunch-room which contains besides accommodation for four hundred and fifty-five people a piano and sewing machine which the women can use during their noon recess of eighty minutes a cooking school dancing classes and literary club are all available to members the company encourages its workers to own the houses they inhabit and to make them as beautiful as their leisure will permit mr mosley who took over to america an industrial commission of experts in 1902 and an educational commission in the following year paid visits on both occasions to the national cash register works in a speech to the committee he said i do not know of any institution in the world which offers so beautiful an illustration of the proper working conditions as the national cash register company your president has asked me to criticize i cannot find anything to criticize in this factory i have never seen such conditions in any other factory in the world nor have i ever seen so many bright and intelligent faces as we have seen at luncheon in both the men's and women's dining-rooms i believe this factory is as nearly perfect as social conditions will permit note the author desires to express his thanks to the national cash register company for the kind help given him in the shape of materials for writing and illustrating this chapter end of section two